0: Let's take a moment to reflect on times we have felt the need to warn someone else of danger or poor decisions as we listen to Elder D. Todd Christofferson teach us how we can become watchmen for others. In 597 BC, at age 25, Ezekiel was one of the many carried captive to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, and as best we can tell, he spent the rest of his life there. He was of the Aaronic priestly lineage, and when he was 30, He became a prophet. In commissioning Ezekiel, Jehovah used the metaphor of a watchman. If, when the watchman seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet, and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head, on the other hand, If the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Then speaking directly to Ezekiel, Jehovah declared, So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them for me. The warning was to turn away from sin. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die. If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, none of his sins that he has committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. Interestingly, this warning also applies to the righteous. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trust to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteous deeds shall not be remembered. But for his iniquity which he hath committed, he shall die for it. Pleading with his children, God tells Ezekiel, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel?" Far from being anxious to condemn, our Heavenly Father and our Savior seek our happiness and plead with us to repent, knowing full well that wickedness never was and never will be happiness. So Ezekiel and every prophet before and since, speaking the word of God out of a full heart, have warned all who will to turn away from Satan, the enemy of their souls, and choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men. Sometimes those who raise a warning voice are dismissed as judgmental. Paradoxically, however, those who claim truth is relative and moral standards are a matter of personal preference are often the same ones who most harshly criticize people that don't accept the current norm of correct thinking. One writer referred to this as the shame culture, quoting, In a guilt culture, you know you are good or bad by what your conscience feels. In a shame culture, you know you are good or bad by what your community says about you, by whether it honors or excludes you. In the shame culture, moral life is not built on the continuum of right and wrong." It's built on the continuum of exclusion and inclusion. Everybody is perpetually insecure in a moral system based on inclusion and exclusion. There are no permanent standards, just the shifting judgment of the crowd. It's a culture of oversensitivity, overreaction, and frequent moral panics during which everybody feels compelled to go along. The guilt culture could be harsh. But at least you could hate the sin and still love the sinner. The modern shame culture allegedly values inclusion and tolerance, but it can be strangely unmerciful to those who disagree and those who don't fit in. Ultimately, we are all accountable to God for our choices and the lives we live. The Savior declared, My Father sent me that I might be lifted up upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted up upon the cross, that I might draw all men unto me, that as I have been lifted up by men, even so should men be lifted up by the Father, to stand before me, to be judged of their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. That was an excerpt from Elder D. Todd Christofferson's talk, The Voice of Warning. Thank you for taking a moment to reflect with us here on BYU Radio.